0: Welcome to the Higher Ed Happy Hour podcast, brought to you by Unincorporated, a higher education agency committed to building awareness and growing enrollment for universities. This podcast provides deans, senior admin, and faculty with the tools, resources, and information they need to grow student interest, design branded content, and launch new programs and courses. Hey everyone, Robert here. In the previous episode, we discussed our 2023 predictions for higher ed. And during the talk, I posed a question about the topic on everyone's mind, artificial intelligence. And it ended up being such a good conversation that we decided to make it its own episode. So here it is. I want to talk about, and maybe not discuss in detail, but I want to ask about AI. We've mm. seen it a lot in the news. We've seen it a lot on Twitter. And I think we're starting to see it come up in higher ed when it comes to people using AI. You know. Chad GPT being the, the, the maybe the more popular one right now, to generate papers, content, students using it as a way to complete assignments. So I'm curious what each of you might be thinking in terms of how it'll continue to be used and what might happen in terms of regulating it in higher ed. Uh, how How will students be able to or not be able to use it to do coursework?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, as a professor who reads papers and <laughs> has to assign a letter grade to everything that I read, the chat AI is gonna make it really difficult to know, you know, what's original, what is, mm-hmm. you know, actually coming from the student's mind. And I think the best thing we can do is maybe just give everyone an A on uh, written assignments. <laughs> now, for my prediction, is going to be simply stated puts a lot more pressure on the professors to check and make sure that the concepts that are being shared and being written are original and authentic to the student. But also, I think there's going to be a trend moving away from written assessments and finding other ways to really spot check the learning outcomes that each
2: student is pursuing. Because there's an article in The Atlantic the other day called with the title, Is the College Essay Dead? And because it mentioned how right now, professors have systems where you put the essay into it and it'll check it. I guess the catalog to see if it can find similar ones if it could have been plagiarized from XYZ. Yep. But the thing is, with ChatGPT, which is the name of the big, super popular one right now that anyone can go create an account and access, is a, there's kind of a slight misunderstanding about it with some people out there. They might think that that tool is searching the web and bringing back content out there, but it's not. What it's spitting back out at you, it's what it has created. So what it sends you, it's not something that already exists online somewhere. So it's not something that professors are going to be able to just easily check to see whether or not it was plagiarized or not, because it's not technically plagiarized as as we've come to to think of that, what that term for meaning. It's an original, it's an original transcript, but it did
1: not originate out of the student's yeah, mind. Exactly. And imagine a world where you have in the other arts and sciences, you have. A world where the digital artist is having AI generate the design for their project. Where you have maybe even a robot doing your painting, your oil painting, in a uh, in a painting class. Or imagine like a lab, and you have you know a machine or or some AI generating like the uh, the answers for your physics exam or in your mm-hmm. chemistry lab. Right there, there is really. No end to the amount of enablement that is going to continue to find its way into higher education. I think the ways that we actually check, and and this is probably similar, too, to how people felt when search engine just came on board. It's like, okay, what does that mean to the research process now that I can just search for any article or, you know, uh, cite, say, Wikipedia in my research? So we'll continue to evolve, especially as machine learning and AI-generated thinking and results uh, continue to uh, be part of our our process.
3: I think from a design point of view, it's super interesting because I have played with GPT to be transparent. Um, I actually used it for some placeholder web copy the other day because I was like, I need some paragraphs and I can't get them from a client. So let me just pull something from this entity that'll be sort of sufficient. The thing that I feel like I've seen is just that it's also super bland, honestly. It just kind of repeats and regurgitates the same idea with different words. Mm -hmm. And it never really has a specific point of view. So I think as we start to play with artificial intelligence, we still need to value the creator and like the original thoughts and minds that are do have those distinct point of views. And I'm hoping that'll help professors, like you said, Ian, kind of ensure that they're understanding concepts and not just putting the same mix of words together, which is kind of where GPT currently is. It might evolve past that, and at some point it probably will. But for now, it definitely seems to be, I would say, like a starting point, but not an end result from like a, a design and like technical writing perspective.
1: My, my prediction as it impacts marketing and communications teams, and this is my challenge to all of you MarCom mm-hmm. professionals out there listening, or watching, my challenge to you is not to use <laughs> these chat-enabled AI to generate marketing language for your website or you know marketing pros for your ad campaign. But I do think that there will be a trend of resources being depleted and continuing to be strapped and under scrutiny when it comes to budget and personnel. And so what are you going to do? You're going to leverage the tools available in order to get the job done. So I think we'll see a trend in its usage across the board. My challenge is use that maybe as a starting place but don't let it replace any of your own original thinking and writing. One thing too that we re- didn't really talk about but it does touch brand, it does touch web design and it does touch marketing is how will Google assess the search equity or the the search value of the words that are now being scrubbed? You know what what's to prevent me let's say generating a thousand articles on the music industry, careers in music, and then launching a thousand freshly created blog articles on my program page. How is Google going to know that that's actually usable, genuine, good content for the prospective student? But I think Google and its search algorithm also has to figure out the ways that this might be manipulated and used.
0: In relation to that question, I have have thoughts on this topic. I think if The Maybe the market will decide what's good and what's not. Google tracks time on page, number of visits, et cetera, as a part of SEO. It used to be keyword stuffing was the thing. And then that's what people would do. They would just write a thousand blog posts using the word careers and music, even though it didn't make sense. But I think if Google is seeing people visiting these a thousand blog posts and spending a lot of time and reading dozens of them at the same time. To them, it's just a, its literally an algorithm. There's no like, I feel like this isn't okay. Therefore, we need to dock these posts. So I think in some ways, like the the market will determine by how much time they spend and whether or not they visit and whether or not they exit if the content is usable. And brands will decide to or not to continue using these tools to create blog content if it's not working. If they create the thousand blog posts and generate, you know, ten visits. Uh, doesn't really matter. It doesn't, didn't help them at all. So I think that will also skew them or, or potentially sway them away from using tools like that. Going back to the, the idea of chat GPT and AI more generally, I look at it. So that you brought the example of when Google came out, right? First came out, people could just search for whatever they wanted. I wonder if professors at that time were like, this is unfair. They don't have to go to the library and spend hours scouring all these different books for, for citations and, and resources and all this stuff. It probably felt very similar. I go back even further. Again, I'm getting out of my depth, but when it comes to the calculator, when when the calculators were first introduced, like you could bring it to class with you. It didn't require you to, you know, it wasn't this big thing. You didn't have to do it on the chalkboard or on paper anymore. You could just type in the numbers and it would spit out the answer for you. I'm sure they also felt like that was cheating in many ways. So when it comes to essays and generating content for essays using a chatbot, It almost feels like we're solving for the medium, not for the advancement in technology. So to Tor's point, like, what if the essays aren't the best way to assess knowledge or to teach anything now that we have this tool in place? Math classes aren't going to teach you how to do long form math on paper, I would assume. Again, I don't know this. I imagine they will allow you to use the tools that are at your disposal, aka using a calculator. I'm going to teach you how to solve these problems using a calculator, not how to draw it out long form on a chalkboard, potentially. So are we solving for the medium or are we solving for the, the future of what, the, what learning might look like? Yeah, or maybe
1: we're not solving anything. We're just evolving into a new totally. inflection of
0: learning. And now we're going to take a quick break. Want more of the most important higher ed news, insights, and perspectives, but don't have time to look for it? Visit unincorporated.com to subscribe to our higher education news brief, where you'll get the top stories in higher ed delivered straight to your inbox every Monday. And now, back to the discussion.
1: You made me think and imagine law school, right? (laughs) And practicing lawyers, there might be a time when you don't want to hire the human attorney, you would rather have an AI represent you in a court of law, right? So what does that actually change to, what kind of impacts does that have not only to teaching and learning, but to career outcomes? And how does that shape the market? And I think you're absolutely right. The market will continue to play a major role. We, we hear of this the market factor or the, the market influence on higher education, and it certainly will continue to shape
0: that. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. And I want to hear Rebecca's perspective on this as it pertains to art, because we talked a lot about content and maybe solving problems, solving math problems or writing a legal document. R- write, write me an EA, you know what I mean? It can do those kinds of things. But when it comes to AI-generated art, I don't believe, and I don't know that anybody else that I've talked to believes that it's, it's good. It's unique. It's interesting. Sometimes it generates some cool stuff, but it's not generally good. And maybe that'll get better. I'm not sure. But from my point of view, I almost feel like this, the chat AI or the chat GPT and that type of stuff would be an artist's dream. Because now I don't have to worry about writing content for my website or generating legal documents. Obviously speaking down the road, maybe not right now, but I can just focus on the art. No one's going to replace the way that I paint a painting or that I shoot a photograph. I don't have to worry about any of the other kind of math and science stuff of potentially being an artist, I can just focus on being the best artist of what I want to do, which is kind of cool.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. There's a couple of different conversations happening around AI and art that I've seen. And I think it does go back to the market or the masses and what do they deem good enough. Because I think someone who's in an artsy space, whatever it means to you, um, could look at AI-generated art versus creator made art and know which one they perceive as better. But if the masses are okay with AI generated art, then that artist like stamp like kind of starts to drop. Like they know their product is no longer something people are seeking out. AI is also getting so evolved that people can say, paint me this in this style, right? So a lot of indie artists are like, their art is being scraped to build these AI databases and so their art is almost yeah is losing value because AI is not putting art out that looks exactly the same they're mimicking style I'm just hoping that people can perceive enough of the the soul of a piece to understand the difference I guess and that's really where I think all this is going to is like the soul of like, yeah, if a blog if a blog article isn't some ultra prize winning thing, I think that's fine. But if you're gonna sit down and spend a few hours with a novel, I want that to be a more intentionally designed experience, guess. And so same thing with art and same thing with content, like any type of content, video content, whatever it is. I think we're in this space where we both consume bite-sized small pieces of content to just either distract ourselves or to just get a little bit of base knowledge about something, but also long-form content that we spend time with and want to consider and, like, see all the sides of. And so I don't know if AI will ever replace that kind of more intentional art or content space, but it definitely does seem like it might start to replace that kind of bite-sized, snack-sized content. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how people's perceptions and understanding of these spaces evolve as the space gets more flooded with AI-generated content. Maybe we're training a generation that can tell the difference.
1: So a couple quick points on this. Maybe you guys have felt, as you're now seeing, like all of those renderings or self-portrait renderings, like, oh my gosh, not another set of 12 photos that all have that same look right? We we can sniff that out. We The yeah. viewer is actually quite sensitive to it. And I think now with the saturation of it, we just dismiss it immediately. Like, so the, the shiny object of what once was is now tarnished and we're going to just swipe right past it, right? But relating it, so that's point number one. I, I do think we are becoming more sensitive to it and we're going to dismiss it outright because it doesn't have much value.
3: Is that Thought? we as in this team here or we as in the entire population? I think
1: collectively. I think collectively <laughs> the trend will be, oh, that's AI art. Who cares, right? It's like, I don't care how cool it looks. It's done by yeah. an AI bot. And it's like, give me, some, give me a raw sketch of something. Mm-hmm. You know, show me a process where someone's actually like cutting out a piece of paper and making yeah. a collage.
0: But I almost hey, wonder if, if it'll look like, you know how everybody responds to stock photography?
2: how everybody's yeah. response mm-hmm.
0: stock music it's like exactly I don't know what that that's is that's how
2: that's how i feel right now cuz like you said all the friends and everything posting oh i post. i uploaded my photo and it created versions of me as like a gladiator or whatever all that stuff and my issue is maybe ai art will evolve but right now it's as if you're looking at art by just one artist and not just one artist but i feel like you're looking at art by just one artist during one particular period of yep. their Life and style. So, says, and, I, and I also feel like a lot of it when people go, Oh, that's so cool. A lot of that comes from the fact that it was prefaced with, Oh, look what AI created for me. Whereas if someone was just presented with, Look at this picture of me as, as a gladiator, they'd go, Uh, that's very, very cheesy looking. That looks like something maybe like a car- caricature artist, at an amusement park would have done. So, yeah. I feel like the context with which people are presented with this art is coloring people's perception of it. Definitely. And Robert, you you make a really good correlation to stock
1: photography because how long have we had stock photography now? Like 25 years or longer? Like stock photo companies still don't know how to get like the genuine photo look. Right? That's still a coveted asset when you can like go and search for a stock image that doesn't look like stock. Right? <laughs> and so... And that's 25 years in the making. So at what point does AI actually be able to render the raw kind of fresh hand felt image, the warm image similar to a warm hand crafted stock photo?
0: But look at platforms like Unsplash where it's kind of come full circle where like artists, photographers who do like photography in a certain style Mm -hmm. put out photos now as being stock. I've even seen some who will put out a collection of photos using their friends, using models, whatever, that look very organic. They look like something that, you know, a photographer friend might shoot of a weekend dinner. So I think it's like almost come full circle where people are maybe there's a lack in the market of good stock photography and artists, photographers who are skilled in their craft, go out and shoot what people need and want you you might start to see that same type of cycle happen. Definitely, don't give me an AI
1: generated image for my next ad campaign. Give me the illustrator who can generate a real illustration of what I'm what the concept is. What whatever the case is, it's always going to come back to the point of view of the maker or the communicator and what concept they're generating, you know, knock on wood, AI isn't to the point yet where it can generate original concepts and also have a distinct, unique point of view.
0: Thanks for listening to the higher ed happy hour podcast for more higher ed specific resources, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please visit unincorporated.com.